everybody. Welcome to the Geek Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan, joined in the studio by Paulo. I got hot sauce in my bag, swag. <laughs> I've listening to the Beyonce song. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't even recognize that from a Beyonce song. It's just like her song is just so full of like these one layers. I think I'm just going to pluck one every time I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so on this episode, we are going to delve into Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. We've both seen it. We both have lots of opinions to give. But we are going to be spoiling everything that happens in the movie. So if you have not seen it, I highly recommend you go check out the movie first and then come back for this episode. We are going to step into the spoiler room right now. Access granted. Welcome. Okay, so Batman v Superman, Donna Justice. Do you want to give your impression up front or do you want to save that for more towards the end? I mean, generally speaking, yeah, it had a few high points, but in general, it was just just a, a heated mess. Yeah, it was a lot of I don't know how to describe it best. So since seeing the movie, I had I had my initial reactions and my reactions haven't changed a whole lot, even after consuming all the other discussions and reading all the articles about the movie that I have been able to. I've listened to probably four or five podcasts that talked about mm-hmm. it. I've read an insane amount of articles and I've heard opinions on both sides. I've seen people that just hate the movie on almost every level, but I've also seen the reviews of people who cried just talking about it because there were some parts of it that were so impactful for them personally. I, I think those people maybe have some sort of personal connection to it. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, there must be something in their life that they connect deeply to some element of Batman, Superman, or the combined storyline. Uh, it, it's not, I don't think it's a general sentiment among the, the remainder of the population. Right. Right. I think the, the general sentiment is that this was just hot garbage with like a couple of things that were acceptable or admirable. I'm jealous of those people that could pull that yeah. much out of it. Honestly. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't see anything like, like, like even like the whole mother thing. Like, yeah, I, I don't care. Like, I mean, it 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 was so it it was so corny. Like the way that they t- kind of tied everything together. It's like, no, mm-hmm. like that doesn't that doesn't work with the Batman character we're working with. Yeah, I guess it kind of works with the Superman character just in general because you know his mother is in danger and you know his, his mother's the only thing he has left. Yep. Whatever. Yep. But I mean, as like an emotional sentiment for me, it's hard for me to tie something in my life to that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't really feel invested in it at all. Yeah. I will say that I enjoyed the movie more than I did Man of Steel. Yeah. And that's due to a few different segments within the movie. But when, when I think about what this movie is in tone and what they did, I, I think of two different things. It's either a dark Schumacher approach mm-hmm. to a superhero movie like it's super Zack Snyder dark and everything like we've seen mm-hmm. him do before but like you said there's cheese yeah in it that seems so out of place especially considering the tone of the movie and then on the other hand uh we had talked before when we talked about Man of Steel how it seemed like Zack Snyder has such little handle on what makes these characters important and what makes them yeah. identifiable and gives them like their core values and that's definitely on par with this movie still. But it feels like it's almost like <laughs> superhero bro fest in the mm-hmm. sense that this is 
my problem with geek culture becoming as prominent and mainstream as it is. Zack Snyder has said that he's a fan of this material. I don't see how that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. It was like bat bro and super bro. Right. With wonder bro. I guess. <laughs> like, like it was, it was a very bro ish sort of view of these characters. Yeah. And I want to give like, I, I, there's a part of me that wants to give Zack Snyder like the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. because like maybe he, went to a point with this movie and then the studio was just like it's way too long you need to cut it down right because that was my other sort of general critique of this movie is that the way i described it to like some coworkers and friends of mine was that it's kind of like a five-year-old telling you a very long and complex story mm-hmm. it's just like and then and then and then he did this yeah and then he did that and it's so like segmented and not blended well at all mm-hmm. you get the sense that because this movie was already two and a half hours long that they said the studio just you need to cut this down. And yeah. so there were like things that were left on the cutting room floor, maybe two or three minute segments that while during the process of editing might have seemed kind of inconsequential. Mm-hmm. You add all of those up and you have this just like Lego block movie sort of thing instead yeah. of like a whole piece yep. of something. You know, it's like you get like a chunk of stuff and then it just jumps to this other thing and it's just like there's a part of your brain that's supposed to process what what's in between those two parts. Right. And when it doesn't, you're just like, wait, what? And then you just find yourself asking yourself that like every other scene. And yet there are also pieces of this movie. I feel you could have just pulled out completely. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the stuff they did take out maybe might have been great to like create the cohesiveness of the movie, but they did it at the expense of giving us stuff we didn't need and setting up future movies yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. Like I just, I mean, and in kind of the same vein of what we were talking about before the, the whole broness of the movie mm-hmm. and then the, like the whole like Rocky training sequence that yeah. Batman yeah. has. Okay. First of all, all the lifting in the world is not going to prepare you for fighting fucking Superman. No, it's not. Uh, and like, you know, it's, it's great that you are in shape, but I, I would assume that a Batman who has been Batmaning for the last 20 years yeah. is like, you know, pretty at a good <laughs> at a point where he doesn't need to fucking like go on a like a heavy lifting day to fight Superman. Like Agreed. he's got other things up his sleeve. And he did like they showed that part, too. But like dragging a tire across the floor. Yeah. Not really like the kind of thing I would expect out of a Batman who is that experienced. But, but also in terms of the uh, of the bro fest, like I feel like despite what Snyder has said about his fandom of this, that. You hand geek material to essentially a jock mm-hmm. and he misinterprets everything. Yeah. And that's what this movie was. Like, it was this misinterpretation of all this material. And he I mean, you it's it, thematically throughout the movies that he has done. It seems like, you know, his whole the he he's not able to shed that that broness, that bro filter that he puts on everything because 300 was a very bro movie. Oh, it was the broiest of bro it, movies. It was the broiest, dudiest movie. Yeah. Like just <laughs> ever. Like, you know, it was just dudes fighting uh, like uh, and just muscles and shields and swords and yeah. very like like masculine, you know, and broy. And then and then you move on to like Watchmen, mm-hmm. which is very much not a bro movie. It's no. very like intense, character driven, like almost thrillery, mm-hmm. you know. And like the, I mean, it it suffered. From, it did from having, and yet like, I still think it's the strongest of his movies. And then it just keeps going downhill from right. there. And 
I saw the I saw the like a brief clip of him on Conan mm-hmm. with uh, the the rest of the cast talking about the movie, and it, it just seemed like other people in the cast seemed to get their the movie so much better than Zack Snyder did. Should not be the case. Yeah, like when some- the man who creates the overall vision mm-hmm. and and the <laughs> in terms of that, there's the whole sad Affleck thing, yeah. which I feel so bad yeah. for Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. So. We could nitpick the hell out of this movie, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But before people just turn off this podcast right away, because we're just going to be a hate fest. Right. I do want to talk about some of the things that we liked since mm-hmm. we are starting to talk about Affleck. I love the fact that the Internet was so wrong. Yeah. So, so wrong. Because yeah. arguably Ben Affleck was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Hashtag yes, Batfleck. Yeah. 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 But for someone that I know is a fan of Batman, like he is, and got to play him. And then get the reaction. I can see why he would be bummed. Yeah. He doesn't deserve this. Yeah. It makes me excited for a standalone Batman movie, Mm -hmm. though, to some degree, because I think there were still problems with this Batman. Right. Even though Ben Affleck was great in the role. Yeah. I think Ben Affleck did well. I think there were problems with the Batman character, not with Ben Affleck playing Batman. Correct. Um, That that would just chalk it up to writing or directing. I mean, which we've already addressed. But um, I think. Ben Affleck was great as like a seasoned Batman, as an older Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. like a world weary version of the character. Um, I think we've seen enough of how Batman sort of begins, you know, <laughs> and like how he kind of becomes the Dark Knight or whatever. Right, right. And so seeing like a more- And he rises, if and, you will. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you will. Uh, but, you know, seeing a, a risen- Batman. I'm going to keep going, guys. <laughs> seeing like a risen Batman, like a Batman who has like experienced things and seen things. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, that line is like, how many of the good guys are left? That version of Batman and Bruce Wayne, I'm very much a fan of because I think that's going to be necessary moving forward, especially if you're going to have Batman being the linchpin of the Justice League. Right. So. Right. Which is also strange because. Even though he ends up usually saving everybody most of the time in Justice League stories, he's always the most reluctant to be a part of this group. Yeah, he's the disgruntled older brother. Yeah. Everybody else is like very much like part of the family, but he's like, no, like I'll help you if you guys need it. But Yet somehow they nail that perfectly in the Lego Justice League movies, but yeah. they couldn't get it right here. Right. It's <laughs> like, I'll give you money if you need money, but yeah. otherwise leave me alone. Um, so I loved Affleck. I loved his portrayal. Uh, the costume was fantastic. We had mm-hmm. seen it earlier. Yeah. Um, one of the things I should say about this movie too is that I did not watch the final trailer and the second trailer going into this movie. Okay. So there was a lot of stuff that I prevented myself from seeing before going in. I knew I was going to see this movie. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of pull myself away from overseeing things. So like, I knew Doomsday was in it. Uh-huh. I had not seen Doomsday yeah. until this movie. I somehow, I don't know how I managed to avoid it, but I did. Mm-hmm. And I never actually saw a picture of him or anything. He moved around like the comic book Batman, mm-hmm. maybe more so than any other, like using his grappling hook to yeah. get from place to place, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That was all really cool. And the voice modulator. Yeah. I like that explanation of yeah. his voice. Yeah, it's very much like... The the Christian Bale bat voice sounded like super forced. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 
I didn't know what it had to do with the story. I just knew that it was necessary. Right. But then like having an explanation for why his voice is the way that it is instead of it just being like Batman on a bad day, like yeah. Bruce Wayne on a bad day sort of thing. Like I liked that element of it. I don't know if that's something that was in the the latter trailers because I didn't watch them. But I know that at first everyone was like, oh, that's just part of the mechanical suit. Yeah, so it was yeah, a yeah. surprise to me that he used the voice modulator in the movie. Yeah. I liked it. That was a good choice. And it was like the smartest like. 30 seconds of a movie that you could use to explain an element of a character that other movies have kind of sort of maybe not failed at, but done poorly with, Mm -hmm. you know, like instead of Batman, like just lowering his voice and like, you know, like doing something stupid like that. It's like, well, yeah, he's a tech billionaire. Yeah. Like maybe he could have something that would shield his identity in the way of, you know, modulating his voice. Mm hmm. The only other thing I can think of that I liked about the movie Batman wise was that fight scene in the warehouse. Yes. Like that was in one of the final trailers, one of the trails that you didn't see. Right. Um, at least parts of it were. I heard people talk about there being like an Arkham style fight scene with Batman. I was yeah. like, oh, I can't wait for that. So when I saw it, it was amazing. And it was funny because seeing that scene sort of made the weightlifting more, make more sense. Sure. Because things that he did in that scene were incredible for an average human being right like punching a guy from standing into the floor like that was incredible just like throwing dudes around like they were rag dolls that was cool like it was very much like if batman was the super the mortal superman sort of thing Mm -hmm. like he's just like throwing dudes punch like he punched a dude from standing into the floor that's some like wwe shit it was cool like that was insane (laughs) like i thought it was awesome yeah yeah. that fight scene was great i like that um but yeah that's about it i think (laughs) on the uh negative side of batman yeah uh he killed so many people yeah yeah it was not like uh the batman that would just sort of maim you yeah it was just like this needs to be final <laughs> which kind of makes sense with the character but i also, guess i mean batman's not supposed to kill people so uh, it's like the one thing yeah at least leave it like at least leave it ambiguous mm-hmm. you know like that he may or may not survive like they do that well in like daredevil i'm like watching daredevil and right I'm right up. and daredevil does a good job of leaving it ambiguous like yeah yeah he's still breathing yeah like i'm okay with maiming yeah i'm okay with indirect killing like if it's the criminal's fault yeah. like in that scene there's the thing with the grenade Mm-hmm. And the criminal pulls the pin and ends up like going to get to it and everything. Yeah. That was all on him. Yeah. That was not Batman's fault, even though he indirectly caused him to drop it. Mm-hmm. If that guy didn't pull a pin. And so that's on him. Uh, shooting someone in the, let me say that again, using a gun and shooting mm-hmm. at somebody's flamethrower pack. Yeah. Is on Batman. Yeah. That's, that's not indirectly killing anymore. Yeah, you're supposed to somehow disable that. Yeah. Now, I know that's a scene like right out of Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. but still. And this is this might make some people not care about my opinion from this point on. But I think Dark Knight Returns is overrated as. Yes, <laughs> as as a Batman story. Okay. I think it's a wonderful piece of literature and uh-huh. I think it's a fantastic story, mm-hmm. but that's not my Batman. Okay. There are elements about that that are part of my Batman, uh-huh. but my Batman is best represented by Batman the animated series Batman. Yeah. I mean, I I think that you shouldn't that Batman as a character should never cross the line because it's always so heavily emphasized that he wouldn't kill like his motivations are that Mm -hmm. he would stop disable otherwise 
cease the action of an attacker. Yeah. But he would never kill that person. Yep. So taking like, for example, like shooting somebody's flamethrower pack, it kind of also rubs against the grain that Batman is the most prepared and most knowledgeable combatant on the field. You know, he's, he's to an extent omniscient, like mm-hmm. knowing what's going on around. Yeah. Him. You had other options, you know, all the options. Yeah. And so taking action like that, that just doesn't seem to jive with the character. Right. So, I mean, along that same line, uh, one of the things that bugged me about Batman too, was his interaction with wonder woman. Like, uh, how did he not know after first meeting her exactly who she was? Yeah. Like, that didn't make any sense to me. Like, he sends that email, you know, with all the links to the, the videos. Mm-hmm. He's like, who are you? That I, I hope that who are you is sarcastic. Right. Because Batman as a character would have, after having, having his shit stolen, used every little bit of Wayne Enterprise yep. information. Yep. To find out exactly who this person was. Not only that, like, I know they're setting up Lex to be this paranoid guy who's been doing all this stuff over time and has, like, all the dossiers Mm -hmm. and somehow is a graphic designer and created logos for all of them. (laughs) But uh, that's that's Bruce. Yeah. Bruce is the one that would do that. Yeah, that's that. I mean, he would have all of that somehow, some way. Yeah. Like, that's one element of Batman that you don't have to explain to me because... I know that that he is the world's greatest detective mm-hmm. and that is sort of like his superpower to be overly prepared and overly knowledgeable about everything that's going on around him. Yeah. Especially when it comes to people that he interacts with. Like I would have expected Batman or, you know, Bruce Wayne to find that picture, mm-hmm. the picture of Wonder Woman on his own, not having to steal it from Lex. Right. Like I would have expected him to know exactly who Diana was, not to like email her and be like, who are you? Yeah. You know, I would have expected him to like go and like find those people that he, that Diana worked with Mm -hmm. to be like, who is this woman? You know, assuming that some of them were still alive. Right. Right. Like if we're going to expect that, except that this is a a Batman 20 years in, then he has his shit together and then some, he's basically the CIA of superheroes. Totally. So, that that kind of bugged me a little bit because I mean having Batman <laughs> be in the dark metaphorically speaking <laughs> yeah yeah is like not something that I'm used to yeah as far as other Affleck scenes go obviously the fight scene was great I really liked the intro scene not mm. not the origin retell <laughs> I had some problems with that yeah. big time yeah. not the fact that they did one mm-hmm. I'm okay with that people keep complaining we know we know. We've seen it for other Batman, though. There's something about doing it for this actor mm-hmm. that is important, I think, to see. To, like, break in the character. For yeah. The actor. Yeah. Because you can't just like it's not like it took a lot of time either. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It's a quick little thing. They didn't go crazy with it. But the other scene that I really did like was the uh, almost retell of the end of Man of Steel, where mm-hmm. we see it from the street level. And we mm-hmm. see Bruce running around doing all the things that Bruce Wayne would do running into the smoke of a falling building. Yeah. Uh, I thought the the rescue of of the little girl and the hug and the look up phenomenally done. Mm-hmm. Phenomenally done. Yeah. That, I think that provided a framework for the motivation moving forward. Yeah. You know, especially because, you know, Bruce Wayne his whole scene where he's talking to Alfred, he's like, if there's even like a 1% chance that this guy turns against us, we have to stop him now. Mm-hmm. Like, and that beginning scene sort of provides the motivation for it. Because Absolutely. Obviously, the guy that dies in the building is someone important to Wayne Enterprises, mm-hmm. or to Bruce Wayne in general. So it's like, it provides that motivation. Like, 
and it also kind of addresses the issue of people dying. Although one of the problems that I had with the, the people in the Wayne Enterprises building yes. was that they were standing there yep. and buildings around them were <laughs> were literally falling to the ground. And they were like, what should we do? They had I'm to like, wait for the call. Dipshit, get out of the building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if you saw, like, an attack on your city, would you be sitting in, like, a hundred-story high-rise? No, you'd be, like, scrambling down the stairs and running yeah. out of the building. Like, that kind of, like, bugged me a little bit. Completely. Um, And, like, like this is really minor. But from that scene, one thing that bugged me was the whole – the shoehorning in of the Jeep – like the Jeep brand, yes. you know, like like Bruce Wayne stealing like a security car that just so happens to be like a sponsor of the movie. A lot of uh, really bad branding yeah, within the movie, like, for sure. I didn't like that a whole lot. But. I feel like the Jolly Ranchers thing even was. <laughs> a little bit, right? Because yeah. they like focused on the jar and everything. That wasn't necessary. Yeah. Like it's is that how much a hundred grand buys you like in, <laughs> right, a, right. in a major Hollywood production movie? Like two seconds of your product? Yeah. But I mean, I knew I knew I was going to have issues with this movie pretty much within the first five minutes. Mm -hmm. And they did the whole funeral scene and Bruce falling down the cave and then having the bats lift him up. Like, yeah, even though he was like in the dream. And I was like, as soon as he started getting lifted up off the ground, though, Mm -hmm. I thought we were going to get a cool like Christian Bale standing up in the bats kind of scene, which I would have been all about. But when they started lifting up, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're in trouble. Oh, my God. It's bad. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And and there's already so much uh, that Zack Snyder did and even more so in this movie. But with Man of Steel, there's so much Christ imagery that he did with Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing it again with another character that's going to be now we have Jesus fighting Jesus? Yeah. Like, what is even <laughs> happening anymore? Yeah. It was like, so strange. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. But uh, the, the dream sequences in general. I could have trashed every single one and had a much yeah. stronger movie. They added nothing, nothing to the story whatsoever. Yeah. I appreciated the sort of dark side reference of the the crazy dream sequence, mm-hmm. you know, with like Batman shock troops and all or Superman shock troops and all. But yeah, and the I parademons mean, and everything. I can appreciate that. Yeah. But I don't need it. That might that might have made a good like deleted scene for the Blu-ray. Right. But I don't know if I needed it for this movie. Like it didn't do much more to explain Batman's motivations mm-hmm. against Superman. Um, and what a bad cut to get into it. Yeah. Like it's sloppy. Just, I don't know something about, I mean, yeah, it felt like, like I was saying before, it felt like they, there were certain elements that were missing from it that may have made it make more sense, mm-hmm. but they either edited those out or didn't conceive of them in the first place. Right. So, right. So then it goes right from that whole weird sequence that we didn't need into what was maybe the biggest shock of the movie for me seeing Ezra Miller pop in as future flash Mm -hmm. coming in and like almost a metallic kind of thing screaming. Oh, I'm too early. And uh, Lois is the key and you are right about him. And some of the, some of the dialogue in there I had problems with already. Like you were right about him. Mm -hmm. Well, then he's saying, shut him down. Yeah. He's encouraging Bruce to go kill Superman. Yeah. But that's not what Flash would do. And I don't think that's the message he was trying to deliver anyway. Mm -hmm. So it was really muddled. And then weirder than everything. Like, I get what they were trying to do. Non-comic book fans would be like, what the fuck is happening right Mm -hmm. now? I know that they're trying to do Crisis on Infinite Earths, at least to some extent. Or they're trying to set up Injustice, Mm -hmm. which is another weird, like, why would they do that? Yeah. Uh, I heard a funny thing, too. Um 
it was uh, a theory by, of course, Max Landis, uh, <laughs> who I bring up all the time, uh, was saying this. The only way that this universe would make sense uh, in, in his theory is now at the end of it, Bruce keeps going off the deep end, becomes Owl Man. In tribute to a fallen Superman, Wonder Woman becomes Superwoman. And th- we're actually seeing the rise of the uh, crime syndicate. We're on Earth 3, and this is the crime syndicate. And then the Justice League movie is going to be the actual Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman coming to fight the crime syndicate. That's so we're seeing it all from just, the villain's rising side. That's insane. It's insane, but it, it it made sense to me. It's like, that's the only way any of this stuff makes sense. And that I think that's just kind of a commentary on exactly how weak this movie is in terms yeah, of storytelling totally is that you have to have a batshit i mean forgive the pun but you need to have a batch i was gonna insane. use it too <laughs> <laughs> you need to have like a batshit insane theory to explain what your movie is about instead of just having your movie do the work for you mm-hmm. like it just uh but the the ezra miller flash scene like he's traveling through time he obviously mm-hmm. came back from the future delivering a message to bruce fine 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 why the fuck did bruce wake up again yeah like why did he wake up twice yeah, yeah, that that could not have been a dream. It yeah. was in this movie somehow, which means not only is Flash traveling through time, but he also travels through mental planes of existence. Yeah, so that he can get in your dreams and your subconscious. He is so fast. Yeah, he can break the time space reality continuum. I no guess. sense. No sense. No sense. And like it didn't make any sense that he woke up twice when like you saw this like flutter of papers when he woke up the second time. Yeah, almost as if someone very fast had been running in the you know in the area like why i don't it, it was like, so confusing but yeah. that's that's this movie it's mm-hmm. us going wait what yeah the entire over time. and over again yeah it's batman superman wait what <laughs> yeah not dawn of justice it's batman superman wait what batman v superman v structure yeah. like <laughs> the, there's the storytelling yes yeah but we knew this going in i had fears but i think even though I like this movie more than I did Man of Steel, I think it hurts me so much because it's Batman. Yeah. And Batman it, is my everything. Yeah, so. it strikes at the beloved heart of the character that you love so yeah. much. I get it. I like, mean, I'm thrilled that Batman was the best part of it, but it's still not right. Yeah. Like, it was so weird. Like, Batman, We I think we can agree Batman was great. Bruce, Bruce Wayne was great. Yep. Ben Affleck was great. I thought Wonder Woman was great too. Mm-hmm. All of the the like, I think IO nine both minutes like, she's in. Yeah, like <laughs> IO nine calculated she's in the movie for like seven minutes yeah, yeah. total. Um, but you know she was great. Her like little like soundtrack that she got during the Doomsday fight it was so nineties rock like, and roll. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, super. Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah. Like, you know, and like I thought she was great as a character. I, I mean, it kind of had a little bit of a problem with her being like so like. Uh, flirty i think mm. is the word i don't know like diana wonder woman that we know from like the animated series and stuff she's like she's a strong female woman mm-hmm. who's almost oblivious to the rest of the world she does have a history with bruce though yeah so i didn't mind that so much but uh like i thought wonder woman was great yeah superman was so inconsequential he was who fucking cares he didn't matter yeah. really at all and he's a title character in yes the movie. What? i do not like i just I could not have cared less about Superman. Me neither. And I don't hold it against Henry Cavill at all because I've seen him be uh-huh. friggin' Mr. Personality. I mean, the, the man from Uncle, mm-hmm. that should be Superman and Clark yeah. Kent. But this is just like brick wall Superman. Yeah. And like people were talking about how like his character is like 
a little bit flawed, a little bit more vulnerable than like a regular Superman would be. I did not see that. No, I like it just it was like it. It was not even vanilla. Like if you're talking about like flavors of ice cream, if yeah. there was a flavor that was blander than I don't know, plain. Yeah. Like if there was no flavor whatsoever. Yeah. If, if it was just like you could put air into an ice cream flavor, mm-hmm. that would be like Superman in this movie. And it was so terrible because he's like a title character of the movie. He's the most powerful being in this universe thus far. Yeah. And like you can't do anything with that. I mean, I know that they tried to with the who does he answer to kind right, of thing. Right. But then you blew that plot line up literally, literally blew it up like halfway through the movie. Yeah. The, I was gonna say that scene is the scene that really kind of uh defines how Superman was portrayed in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like he just was standing in the middle of a room of hundreds of people that just exploded mm-hmm. and he has zero expression or reaction about it. And it doesn't make any sense that he wouldn't like this is kind of like a geeky nitpick. But how would he not be able to tell that there was something about to happen or there was like a bomb in the room? Right. Like he's Superman. I feel like Daredevil. Like I'm going back to Daredevil because I'm watching. No, go ahead. Like Daredevil would have sensed that there's a bomb in a wheelchair. Right. Right. Like smelled something or like sensed something or heard a motor running or, you know, like it just like Batman is the, the, like the superhero god of this universe. Mm -hmm. How is he not able to tell that people are in danger? And at the very least, like, I mean, he could have saved Holly Hunter's character. Yeah. And she could have been like, I get it. Yeah. I know that, you know, you, you have no one to answer to, but maybe you don't have to answer to anyone. Sure. And that would have, that would have made that part of the movie stronger. Right. But you just, <laughs> or what I thought they were doing, and mm-hmm. apparently they changed that real quick. I thought they were framing Superman. I yeah. thought they were going to say that Superman yeah. got pissed off that he had to answer to whoever. And they decided he took it out on everybody. Yeah. And look at this villain. And the, and whoa, what a motivation that would be for Batman to really start to take him down now. Mm-hmm. And then they go, oh, wait, no, we know that it was a bomb. Yeah. By somebody else. Yeah. So why even do it? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you kill? Like, that doesn't address the issue of who does Superman answer to. Yes. All it says is that uh, maybe Superman is not as competent as we thought he was, which is not a punishable offense. Punishable (laughs) offense. It's not like a strike against the character, really. Yeah. Because this is, I mean, when we're thinking about it, it's young Superman. Yeah. He's only been at it for a little while. so Which, you know, makes tons of sense that this early in they would build a giant statue monument to him. Yeah. I mean, we've known him for about a year and a half. Yeah. It doesn't like, and (laughs) it's just, there's just so many things that are wrong with this movie. It's so hard to be like even positive about the good parts because it's just, ugh. The, uh, the internet is kind of like carrying Wonder Woman up (laughs) and just holding her up on a pedestal. And I have a theory about why that is, is what one, She's in it for about seven minutes. Mm-hmm. So anything that you don't have enough time for Zack Snyder to ruin is going to be okay <laughs> to start with. Uh, so I'm, I'm, God, I don't even want to say I'm excited for a Wonder Woman movie because mm-hmm. I know whose hands it's in. I'm hoping that because uh, someone else is in the director's chair, it will end up good. Mm-hmm. But I'm still so afraid because it's just in this universe. Yeah. But the other thing about Wonder Woman that I think people actually liked and if you look at the doomsday fight where we really get to see her shine mm-hmm. and she she's enjoying the battle like i love that little smile she gets on her face mm-hmm. like when she was going to reach for her sword and she's just you can tell she's enjoying a fight yeah she might be the only character in this entire movie that expressed any joy whatsoever yeah at any point yeah i agree 
I understand why though why there's no joy in this movie because like you think about like a world weary Batman who's just tired of everybody's shit. Mm-hmm. Like for him to not be like happy, fine, I'm good with that. Right. If for Superman to never crack a smile except for that time that he's like apparently going to super fuck Lois Lane in the bathtub, <laughs> which was fucking insane because like some adult in that theater had to explain it to their like ten year olds that they were with. It was jarring that we had like. An almost nude scene. Yeah. And was, I, I was uncomfortable. Yeah. And, th- and there's no reason I should have been. Yeah. It just felt so out of place. It was so weird. It was gratuitous. That yeah. was the problem. There was like these two kids in the front seat. They were like, oh, look, mommy, Superman's taking a bath in Lois Lane. <laughs> yeah. And their mom's like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're taking a bath. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But um, yeah. She's going to get super washed. <laughs> 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 but like, yeah, like it didn't make I was glad to see that Wonder Woman did express that joy because mm-hmm. she is a warrior at Hell yeah. Heart. Hell and, yeah. And I liked that they established her power level very well mm-hmm. by her having her match up against Doomsday. Um, she squared up just fine. Yep. Um, she was seemed to be the only one that was like not getting her butt kicked. Yeah. Like she was able to hold her own. She definitely did the most damage aside from the final blow. Yeah. And like she was definitely like the most seasoned warrior. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Batman is not going to be that effectual. Against right. Doomsday. He has his limitations there. And Superman was just like just flying into an eye beaming doomsday the entire time. Which, yeah. I mean, come on. Like you have the strength of like a billion people like just fucking punch this guy a couple times yeah. instead of like trying to do the I-beam thing. Um, but I liked her fight scene a lot. One thing I liked about Doomsday, though, was how they sort of developed or how they gave the character more power. Mm-hmm. Like having him be able to like absorb kinetic energy. And those like of, bursts. And then have him kind of evolve like that. I like that. Yeah. That made some sense to me because like, especially if this is not a doomsday who lands on earth, you know, from a distant universe. Yeah. Then that makes a whole lot of sense. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. Wonder Woman was, I, I liked it. Um, I, that picture of her with the, with her friends or the people that she used to work with back mm. in the twenties, that picture was badass. It was, it because was. she was, she had like the fur and she kind of like, you saw the armor bits and yep. it was just like, Oh yeah, she's a boss. Yeah. Like, that I love that picture so much. Like, I mean, I'm I'm excited for a Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, yeah, I think it could end up being good. Yeah. But I'm I'm going to uh curb my enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. Hey, <laughs> we did it. Love that, love that. Um other parts of the movie that I really, really enjoyed were the Doomsday battle. That was maybe like I don't know if it was just because I sat through so much or felt like I slugged through so much of the movie that when it happened, I was like this is what I wanted. <laughs> this is what I wanted yeah. right now. Like this is badass, and we're having fun and mm-hmm. they're jumping around and helping each other. And yeah. Superman, why are you going over there to get the spear? <laughs> Wait, why is Lois? Why did Lois throw it away? How did Lois know to get it back out? What yeah. is, what is happening? Yeah. So aside from like the little off things, the battle with doomsday itself was very cool. I mm-hmm. thought. Yeah. I liked it. I don't want to nitpick that the battle too much but i mean ugh, there's just so much with this movie that was wrong <laughs> i know i know like it's I, like i i appreciated okay so sort of we're sidetracking here but it's a major sort of point in the movie was uh lex like, <laughs> oh god like okay 
why is Lex Luthor in this universe like a mix of of Jesse Eisenberg's uh who's the guy from the face social network the, Mark Zuckerberg why is he a mix of Mark Zuckerberg and the Joker yeah like he's like he's just trying so hard to be like a maniacal billionaire and I don't even know which Lex we have yeah. because he keeps talking about his dad mm-hmm. who I assume is the actual Lex Luthor and this is Alexander Luther, who they even call by that name at some point. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be more so who he's portraying, but then shaves his head at the end. And I don't know if they like hybridized him or yeah. it was the worst part of the movie was this portrayal of Lex Luthor. Yeah. And it was just like so like upbeat and not calculated as as much as you know the Lex Luthor that we know mm-hmm. like Lex Luthor is a cold-blooded killer yeah like he is like if Batman was evil and had more money yes like it was but it was just not that like it was very much like I'm like a teenage supervillain and I'm going to ruin your night and oh look I have your mommy yeah like uh, and there was a big problem with him Doing everything from like he he did such a great job of manipulating all the players in the mm-hmm. movie. And then later on in like the third act is just like, boom, it was me. Yeah. Here I am. I'm a villain. Yeah. And then like it just went against the logic of what he set up throughout the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like why expose yourself like that? Lex loves to do stuff behind the scenes. And he was for so long and got away with it. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes, I'm the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I didn't just the whole character of Lex. I don't really necessarily fault Jesse Eisenberg. Um, no, I just don't think he should have even been in this movie. He wasn't yeah. the right guy for the job. Uh, like, I, I think if you're going to make a Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor needs to be one, an adult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, although he is the same age as Henry Cavill in this movie. Okay. So maybe they just might not like, have been character wise, uh-huh. but in real life are. Yeah. Well, okay, so maybe a little bit older, mm-hmm. like an older adult. I think um, he should be more comparable to Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he should be evil Bruce Wayne. Yes. Basically, like evil Bruce Wayne with Batman tendencies. And to go back to our bro argument, Lex Luthor needs to look physically formidable. Yeah. You can't have some little scrawny guy be Lex because then when Superman hits him, it's like the jocks beating up the nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's not right. Yeah. It needs to be like bros beating on bros yeah yeah like he needs to be like a ceo character not like a social network ceo all the little ticks and stuff they were giving me anxiety just watching them yeah like i just i didn't really appreciate how he was being so maniacal and yet you couldn't really put a finger on exactly what he did no like some sort of I, i don't know like tech billionaire who also Knows a lot about like biology and, and got money from his dad and, and is somehow able like is somehow have somehow has his fingers so deep in like the U.S. government that he can bribe officials to like get access to an alien ship and then know in somewhere in the research that yeah. he did that yeah. he can take a Kryptonian corpse and turn it in. What? Yeah. Like what even are you? Yeah. Like it, like it just, just maniacal genius, but like, but even a maniacal genius has to have some sort of category. Like the Joker is insane, but right. he's also sort of an insane genius. And Luther was an evil CEO. Yeah. Evil, I don't know about this one. This but. one was just like, you were trying to bridge the gap somehow because you saw how successful the Joker character can be. But what? 
Like, I didn't understand that at all. The line delivery of the red capes are coming is mm. so cringeworthy. Yeah, it was grinding for me. I yeah. I was just like, oh, stop. So bad. Yeah. So bad. Also, like, just in reference to Lex, I didn't know this, but our, our Metropolis and no are they across the bay from no, each other no that was another part i did not like about this yeah. let's take this expansive world and just stick them across the harbor from each other it literally looked like manhattan and like brooklyn or queens or yeah something. yeah they were just across a body of water from each yeah other. you mean to tell me that within the 18 months of the awareness of superman and batman being right across the water they wouldn't have crossed paths yet bullshit yeah exactly like it doesn't make any sense. No. I thought like they were on opposite coasts. Yeah. Like it didn't make any sense to me. So much wrong with this movie. There are so many things wrong. Um, we haven't even talked about, interestingly enough, the whole like sell of the movie that Batman and Superman fought each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, uh, it was weak. It was weak. It was so weak. It was just like to like, it was Batman properly sort of motivated. Mm hmm. But Superman sort of not, like half there. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, you're a good guy. You don't want to beat up on another good guy. Mm-hmm. But they've spent so much time setting Batman up to be like a bad guy in Superman's eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole vigilante justice thing, the whole Bat brand. Yeah. You know, their confrontation. Which I wasn't a fan of the Bat branding either. Yeah. What is that? It's like a it, when we saw it at the I thought he just heated up a batarang and just put it on the guy. That's what I would have thought. But he has a brand. Yeah. Friggin' lame. Weird. But like and and so you're setting up all you're you're taking so much time for the movie to set up this confrontation only to have the thing that puts you over the edge be that somebody else kidnapped your mom and that you have to go and defeat this dude. Mm-hmm. Like like why don't you just make it more like they don't like each other and they have to fight? Or like in a Dark Knight Returns part two or whatever, when they actually do fight. Yeah. Like have it be Superman's motivation is not that he's being forced to, but that he also sees merit in destroying Batman. Yeah, I had a big problem with that. One, I don't know why Lex wants Batman gone. Mm -hmm. No reason there whatsoever. Uh, It felt like a very weak motivation for them to be fighting because you would have thought Superman comes down right away. I don't know why he ended up getting frustrated and punching Batman when he just should have just said, Oh, uh, Lex is making me do this. Yeah. And (laughs) I don't know. It's so much more interesting for them because they're, they're interesting together because they're friends despite their differing ideologies. Mm -hmm. That should have been the battle impetus is that. And and it was, they started setting it up that way. Mm -hmm. And even from a trailer perspective, and all we knew is that. It was going to be because Superman is out on his own and maybe a little out of control and Batman thinks he's a threat that needs to be put down. That's enough reason to fight. Why are we getting Lex involved? Mm-hmm. Garbage. Yeah. Like you don't need to put him over the edge. They can just you can just accentuate the the parts of the story that you've already developed and have them fight for perfectly good reasons. Yes. And not have there be like this like third element of oh my god my mother's in trouble yeah like it just makes superman weak and it makes batman sort of look vindictive and that was the other cringeworthy part of the movie mm. he's gonna kill martha martha <laughs> martha oh that's my, my mother's mom's name. name that's my mom's name which i think is funny because we did that on a recent geek trivia episode uh-huh. where we actually had that 
their yeah, their yeah, mom's yeah. name was both Martha. I never thought that that could ever be a plot point of a story with Batman and Superman. You know what that scene reminded me of? Uh, that scene from Step Brothers. Everybody is posting those memes on the internet. <laughs> Did we just become, become best, best friends? friends? <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's so bad. Yeah, like, why is that, like, the the thing that brings you together? Like, why not just beat each other half to death? Right. And then realize maybe we're, we're moving in the same direction. We're just using different ways to get there. Yeah. Like, uh, I, again, understand what they were going for, mm-hmm. but it was such a clumsy way to do it. Yeah, it and if, if you're, like, near death, you have this kryptonite spear over you, you're about to die. Your instinct does not go Martha. It goes mom. Yeah. Which would have been enough. Mm-hmm. The coincidence of their moms having the same name does not matter. Yeah. And is actually makes it less less impactful. Mm-hmm. And they even had to squeeze in. That's another reason they retold the origin. They had to yeah. squeeze in the name of Batman's mom at the beginning of the movie. I bet most people didn't remember that by the time they got to it later on. Yeah. Comic book fans get it. But Superman would not say he's going to kill Martha. Yeah. Be like, he's going to kill my mom. Or I have to save my mom. Yeah. People get that Batman's parents died. That's all we need to know. Yeah. We, the name similarity is stupid. Like, if you wanted that sort of sympathy to be the turning point for the, for the characters, mm-hmm. Batman already knows. Like, Batman's mom died. You know, Henry Ca- or Superman's mom is about to die. Yeah, yeah. Why, why not just have that be it? That's it. Like, the Martha thing is just, like, so... 65 year old studio executive saying no we need to work the mom's names in somehow like come on the thing i really did like about their fight was the very beginning of it Mm -hmm. granted superman should have said something right away but batman throws all these things at him that he knows are not going to work and it's all just part of his distraction tactics yeah yeah. that was very batman Mm -hmm. even though he used some guns but he would because he knows they're not doing anything yeah so that's all fine like, I thought that was cool. Yeah. I liked the uh, the way that he weakened Batman, like turning kryptonite into a gas. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked that. Um that part, I mean the the bat in the in the movie the suit looked a little clunky. It did. And it kind of took me out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because cosplay has come so far or <laughs> because they didn't do enough in the movie, mm-hmm. but like, you know, you could kind of tell like it was so blocky the way he moved, yeah. you know, and yeah. it wasn't very fluid. It wasn't very Batman-y, but it was like, it kind of took me out a little bit. Like, I'm like, why are you wearing phone blocks, Batman? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Even their initial interaction, I wasn't a fan of. Like, after Batman kills everybody when he's in the Batmobile, mm-hmm. which he did. Yeah. <laughs> he killed, like, everybody. Yeah, he smashed a car full of people with another car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he shredded one with the machine guns, and yeah. it flipped over and exploded. Yeah. Those people were dead. Yeah. yeah. They're all dead. Like, people are like, well, they never actually showed him kill anybody. I'm like, yeah, they did. Those people are, are dead as a direct result <laughs> of the, Batman. so dead. dead. They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> they died because Batman shot them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's dead. Yeah, definitely uh, dead. After that whole thing, and then Superman is on his car and like tells him that Batman's dead and everything. Uh, I was like, this is kind of weak. And then, then they should have followed that up with, and that's like, that's another thing too that kind of ties into this. I'm like thinking in my brain and not actually saying the things out loud. Um, 
There's a scene from a three-part episode. It was it was technically, I think, a Superman, the Superman animated series show, but it was the launch of like the new Batman Superman adventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there they did a three-part episode called World's Finest. There's about a six-minute piece within that that defines both characters so well, and it lets the other one know uh, the the other's identity within that time. It's mm-hmm. such an economic piece of storytelling. I don't know how anybody figured out anybody's identity in this movie. Mm-hmm. And the fact that everybody knows who everybody is breaks so much of the universe already, too. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Like, I don't know how Lex found out that Batman's Bruce Wayne yeah. or that Superman's Clark Kent or how Superman found out that Batman's Bruce Wayne. They ne- they could have taken two seconds to show X-ray vision. They didn't bother doing that. Yeah. He just called him Bruce at one point. Yeah. And we're supposed to be like, wait, how, how did he find that out? He just figured it out. Yeah. If, if they had done this scene from the cartoon, it would have told so much about both of them and uh, revealed identities. If when, uh, let's say, they're on the, the Batmobile and he doesn't say, do you bleed? Because that's a bunch of stupid bullshit they worked in <laughs> and this is what the cartoon does so I'm, I'm now swapping over but pretend it's live action mm-hmm. they're on the batmobile uh-huh. superman looks at batman uses his x-ray vision and goes oh bruce wayne mm-hmm. took care of that problem solved that took two seconds right. <laughs> superman flies off goes back to his apartment uh is taking off all the superman stuff changing into like getting ready for bed or whatever notices a little like shimmering light on his cape and notices it's a tracker shaped like a little bat. He looks out his window, he uses his telescopic vision, and sees Batman with a pair of binoculars looking at him and goes, touche, and breaks the tracker. They both know who each other is. They both use their quote-unquote superpowers to figure out, mm-hmm. and they define their relationship right there and where yeah. they stand. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's so simple. And too. it's so simple. Yeah. Two minutes tops it would have taken. Two minutes and maybe like $50,000 in like major budget. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, but yeah, definitely easy. Yeah. So never explaining how anybody knows who anybody is is yeah. unacceptable. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, that kind of goes back to the whole why is Lex Batmaning better than Batman? Yes. Like, like, like he should kind of be in the dark more than anybody else, mm-hmm. you know, because he doesn't have a superpower. And he's not as developed as a detective. Yeah. Like, why does Lex know who everybody is? Why did he go through the trouble of graphic designing logos for everybody's <laughs> videos? Why is there an intermission in the movie where Wonder Woman watches YouTube videos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like why is like like it looked like the module for YouTube? And like, why are these videos on YouTube again? These seem like top secret <laughs> things that nobody should know about. <laughs> what? It was so crowbarred in. Yeah. They like, they spend way too much time trying to set up this larger universe mm-hmm. and it just didn't feel right. Yeah. So they, they could have dropped it in and not just shoehorned it in all at once. Yeah. But. Or, you know, post credit scene. Yeah. Total post credit scene. It would have worked seeing yeah. Wonder Woman sit down with it and being like, do, 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 or have Bruce do it. Because, yeah. you know, he's the one looking for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the world's greatest detective. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, I guess we should touch on the other kind of big major spoiler from the movie. They kill Superman because yeah. we didn't shoehorn enough storylines into mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Like when Doomsday killing Batman or killing Superman in the comic books mm-hmm. 
worked. Yeah. Because in the comic books, it was a, the way that they established Doomsday was different. The way that Doomsday ends up killing Batman is different, or mm-hmm. kill, kill, killing Superman is different. And what happens after Superman is dead builds that story better. Yes. But just having within like 30 minutes, having Doomsday born, having Doomsday evolve, and having Doomsday killing Superman mm-hmm. makes less sense than the rest of the movie. And it's really odd to see a world mourn somebody who they weren't sure they wanted anyway. Yeah. Like, why do you care about him now? Yeah. Like, what did he do in the interim? Like, he he maybe saved the people of Metropolis or the people of Gotham. Right. But why does the rest of the world care if Superman is gone now? Like, you just spent, like, two hours of a movie shitting on Superman. Yeah. Because you didn't know who he answered to. And there was still a shitload of collateral damage, even though they said nobody's in this part of the city, which yeah. didn't feel authentic at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody went home. Like... What the fuck? I've worked in jobs where I've been at like the office at nine, ten o'clock at yeah, night. I yeah. would have died in that fight. Like, <laughs> I don't buy it. Yeah, and it didn't like. Like, I understand. Like, you know, they they tried to address the issue, but you didn't in such a clunky. They way. compounded the issue. Yeah, you made it even worse by right. trying to say like, oh yeah, there's nobody in this part of the city. They like, even were on an isolated island. Bow was like, I'm gonna lead him away from it towards the city. Yeah. Instead of going to get the spear and bringing it back. Yeah. And why is Superman using the spear? He's the only one susceptible to it. Yeah. Wonder Woman's the one kicking ass. Give it to her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> say, hey, Diana, I need, can, I, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. This thing will actually kill him. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, somebody distract him and then Diana goes in and pokes him. Yeah. Him. Yeah. And then, like, having Superman dead, but then, like, at the end, teasing him coming back. Like, Okay, when did Superman become Goku? Yeah. Because, like, the, all the dirt is shaking and rising. Like, yeah, which is something that we have saw happen when he flies, but he ain't flying anywhere right now. <laughs> yeah, he's in a pine box in the middle of a cornfield. <laughs> like, why is the dirt shaking? Horrible tell. Yeah. Unnecessary to do. Mm-hmm. Let people think he's dead, even though we know he's not, because we know Justice League is coming. I cannot process a reason for killing him and it didn't make any sense that superman would somehow come back from a nuclear explosion in space mm-hmm. but then die because he got stabbed he got poked in the heart with a bone mm-hmm. like is doomsday that powerful i mean i know that he is in the comics right but is doomsday that power like it, or is was that nuclear blast that week like what where how do you address that discrepancy yeah like I know that Superman was already in space and that, you know, he was just he just happened to be floating in front of a rising sun. Right. And it was night down on Earth. Right. But but still, how does that be the thing that ends Superman? Right. Yeah. And and I think maybe this kind of shows my underlying just disapproval of the movie as a whole is that it just lacked heart. It lacked emotion. Mm -hmm. Like I. I we've said it before. I'm a teenage girl on the inside <laughs> and I cry at like everything in movies. Mm-hmm. And I was not even close to any any expression of emotion when Superman died. It meant nothing. Yeah. I mean, it I don't know if it's because we're, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're more seasoned than the average viewer when it comes to like superhero movies. Yeah. And we know that Superman is basically a god. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if that had something to do with it. 
I don't think so because I, I cried at like the end of Agents of Shield the other week because <laughs> two of the people on the team had to leave and they had like this emotional send off scene uh-huh. with them and I was like blubbering <laughs> and then I watched this and I'm like, well, that- Superman's dead. Okay. I think that's like a testament to how how little of a shit we give about Superman in this universe. In this universe, yeah. Like, I love Superman. I was teary when he died in the comics because yeah. it was a story well told. Like, people are like, you know, people are saying Superman is such a boring character because he has all the powers. But if you've read any of the, you know, the literature or any of the comic books on Superman, you know that, like, there are ways to explain things that he does and to put what he does in perspective like mm-hmm. he gives you like a scope like he can literally lift like how many suns like worth of tonnage you know like right. when he's like testing his strength and like he can go you know really like really fast like we're talking like like when you explained in a, like a in a science context it's like you know it's like it blows your mind that yeah. this guy is so fast yeah. or that he's so strong and those elements are missing from this movie and i give so little of a shit about superman because he's just so blah yeah like he's kind of like a third wheel in the movie and i i hope that this somehow gets better with a justice league movie but i doubt it yeah because you have an opportunity to to develop these other characters who are arguably going to be more interesting so i mean i don't see it getting any better no um i do sort of blame henry cavill for it yeah um this being in part because i read a like a sort of it was an article about how henry cavill is ineffectual as an actor oh um that he's said things like acting is great and all but i don't do it for the art i do it for the money oh okay. um, he's you know he said some like demeaning things about women um mm. even though he maybe he didn't mean to it just like wh- when you say things like i don't do it for the the art i do it for the money it does influence me a little sure, bit sure sure because it to me, maybe you're not trying as hard as you should. But yeah, I don't see good things for Superman going forward unless you just plan on making the plainer than vanilla version of a superhero. Then right. you're doing just fine. Right. So what this movie did and didn't do for me, uh, I'm excited for a standalone Batman movie, mm-hmm. especially if the rumors are true that Ben Affleck will be directing it. Yeah. Because you would think even coming off of this, he would be like, all right, I got to knock this one out of the friggin' park. Mm-hmm. And he's a fantastic director. Yeah. So excited for that. Want to be excited for a Wonder Woman movie, mm-hmm. but being cautiously optimistic, as we tend to be, mm-hmm. uh, don't care about Aquaman because mm-hmm. who hides and then pops out for a camera they're trying to hide from instead of just going away. And I'm actually no plans to see a Flash movie. Yeah, that was the weirdest, most awkward, joyless Flash yeah. And then the security footage just did more to like, why does he have a ponytail and shit? And like, yeah, what are they doing? I think because an, a better flash does exist. Yeah. On TV. So I think that's the problem. Yeah. It's going to be hard to like bring people into the theater to see a character that's already so well developed in another platform in, in a universe where joy is prevalent. Yeah, where people are happy. <laughs> Super fucking happy. They're happy at least half the time. Yes. You know? Yeah, I can I'm, actually have fun. I think I'm in the same lane as you. Um, I'm excited to see a Batman movie. I hope that it continues this trend of like a darker world or weary Batman mm-hmm. who, who maybe has a little bit more positivity in his life because he's, 
you know, he's seen the good, like he's seen himself be wrong. Right. A character. Sure. Now let's use that. Let's yeah. use the mistake. Right. Like they should have used the mistake of Man of Steel to make this and they didn't. They made another mistake. Right. Like just, uh, yeah, and, um, I'm, I'm excited to see a Wonder Woman movie, um, mainly because I'm excited to see, you know, like Themyscira mm-hmm. and like her mother and the people she grew up with. Um, I, I pray to God that they do not try to shoehorn in like an invisible jet because I don't know if that would work in this movie. <laughs> it would not, universe. not at all. Um, just, just have her get on a plane. I do like the, the concept of it being a period piece because I feel it's going to be the Captain America first adventure of yeah. like this it, world. It felt that way yeah. right? in the picture. Yeah, totally. It was, like, it was like Captain America and like the, what were the name? What was the name of his group? The Howling Commandos. Howling Commandos, yeah. It, looked it like was that, that kind of idea here. So we saw Wonder Woman, we saw Steve Trevor and yeah. then whoever the other people are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I don't know how, <laughs> how I feel about like, this is just, like trying to process everything about this movie was it so hurts. hard. Like it was the drive home was just like, I just, this, I just, there's so much I didn't like about this movie. I was so sad. And then digesting it over time. Yeah. It was just like, uh, maybe I didn't like things as much, or maybe I liked things a little bit better than I thought I did. But I, I'm on the fence about an Aquaman movie, mm-hmm. um, because I think they can do good things with it. Um, I don't know if Jason Momoa is going to be like the greatest Aquaman ever. That remains to be seen. <laughs> like how they kind of introduced Aquaman didn't do people's excitement any service. Because right. Because it was like, what? It was so, yeah. Why is a guy who's hiding in the ocean literally to never be seen by people looking for a, looking straight into a camera that was clearly put there by people? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Flash. Aqua selfie. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is that? And then he's like, let me use my trident to blast this camera out of the ocean. <laughs> and like, they made a point of like showing the camera flying out of the, why? So weird. Wait, what? Like, why? And then Flash. Yeah. I don't really care. Um, I think he'll be better in the group setting than he will be in his own movie. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish that there was a cyborg yeah. movie, uh, even though I know there's not going to be. Yeah. Cause that looked interesting, but. Yeah. So I guess we're going to wrap it up right there. Yeah. Uh, I think our thoughts are very clear at this point. I mean, we're sorry if we shit on the movie for you and the movie was actually good to you. But yeah. If you um, liked it, good on you. Yeah. Like, you know, don't let our opinion influence how you enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just know that we <laughs> we are in the majority. Yeah. I think. Yeah. At this point. Final thought. Something you want to plug? Um, nothing I want to plug. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Sean because I forgot him the last time. Oh. And he actually listens and he was like, hey, I'm going to give you a shout out. And I was like, oh, I oh forgot. boy, trouble. So, yeah. Hey, what's up, Sean? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing to plug, but, you know, of course, support the podcast any way that you can. Yeah. Um, you know, keep those reviews coming in. That helps. Yeah, absolutely. To see everything else we do, head on over to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can like us at Facebook.com slash The Geek Generation and follow at Geek Generation on Twitter. Watch live podcasts and gaming at Twitch.tv slash The Geek Generation. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Angel. Support the show by going to TheGeekGeneration.com slash support. You can send emails to podcast at TheGeekGeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Uh, we're out of here for this week. We'll be back really soon with more geeky stuff for you. And we will see you then. Later.
Make it so.